0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Good Nightingale, along with Bob Nightingale. I'm Mike Claiborne, Bob Nightingale of the USA Today covers a lot of baseball. So, Bob, we finally have our participants, the the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. Now, at the beginning of the year, had you told me Texas would have a chance to get to the World Series, I would probably say, yeah, perhaps. I don't think we saw Arizona coming. Uh, You see them a lot more than I did. And I know you and I talked about a month and a half ago about their direction Man, you talk about right time, right place. It starts with the Arizona Diamondbacks.
1: Yeah, they kind of caught teams at the right time. I mean, Milwaukee loses Brandon Woodruff right before they play, circling and of down the dumps. The Dodgers have no pitching at all with all the uh, injuries. And then Philadelphia, man, they got those bats cold. And, you know, credit to their pitching. but Those guys have all the uppercut swings, talking to Brent Strom about that, and they took advantage of it. And uh, I never thought they'd win, you know, two games back in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, going to the series, you say, okay, they got two aces, you know, Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallin. They need to win three of those four games. The only one who won those four starts and still won the series.
0: What does this say about the direction of the game? Uh, you know, you have Bruce Bochy, uh, a guy who's been around. Torrey lovello has been around for a while. Even uh, the the manager from Philadelphia who's been around for a while. We're starting to see guys who – have been part of the game either as former players or people who've been in the organization for a while. Uh, it, you think we're going to see this trend a little bit more compared to some of the other unproven managers that we've seen be uh, hired and now fired?
1: I think we will, Mike. I know in uh, San Diego with Bob Melvin, leaving for San Francisco, you know another veteran guy. You know the talk there is, hey, they got to hire Mike Schilt. You cannot go with a uh, you know Ryan Flaherty because he has got no experience. You need experience in these jobs. And I think you're exactly right. It, it's showing, uh, you know, I mean, San Francisco need a guy like Bob Melvin They need a, uh, you know, a, a proven guy. And these proven guys are, are, are showing it happens. And, you know, like you said, with, you know, Rob Thompson, he was a bench coach all those years under Torrey, and everybody else in, in New York, he gets his chance and runs with it.
0: Yeah. And it's something I think is good for the game. Uh, give me your thoughts on where we're headed as far as uh uh, postseason is concerned. You think it's been a good postseason so far? I mean, obviously we have some new kids on the block in Texas and in Arizona, but I thought we saw a coming out party of a lot of good young players in this game, and it sounds like uh, this thing could 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 have a good run for a while. Well, I
1: think it was postseason showing is that hey, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So when some of these teams, you know, give up at the deadline like Cleveland did, you know, Seattle trades away their closer. Just get in, and uh, and you got a shot. Uh, everybody in that uh, clubhouse last night in Arizona kept referring to the uh, Cardinals of 06. You know, you get in, you don't know what's going to happen. And uh, that was, you know, Dave McKay actually reminded the players of that before the series started Said, don't don't get intimidated by, you know, just because you have 84 wins. I was on that team. I saw what we could do.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you think about Dave McKay and Joe Mather, two former Cardinals, But you also think about the fact that the Longorias and the FAMs of the world, guys who had some experience in playing the game, uh, I thought those were X factors that probably weren't uh, valued until now. I mean, FAM came up with the big home run earlier in the series. Uh, Longoria has been giving them solid leadership. But, you know, Bob, if you don't have some pros standing around, it's kind of hard to win in this game.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they've gone on and on just what Longoria has meant to that team, everything they wanted. And uh, yeah, you do need that veteran leadership. Uh, you know, you look where leadership. You know, even there was some, some veterans that are where it got San Diego. was zero leadership at all. You need that. But for the young guys who don't know how to any better. They're just trying to uh, prove themselves majorly level, and uh, the veterans are you know remind you, hey, it's it's a team game here, not about you. Let's get let's go here. And, uh, you know, it, it's worked out.
0: There's not a lot of wiggle room in my budget. Thankfully, with Ameren's budget billing rollover plan, my energy bill is more predictable. And knowing what to expect each month gives me the power to be me. Enroll on our mobile app or learn more at Ameren.com options. We have some manager positions open around baseball. Who are you liking in some of these spots? You mentioned Mike Schilt. Uh, they'd be nuts not to hire him, especially with him being so familiar with that organization now. Uh, but there's some other interesting jobs that are out there.
1: There are. Yeah, uh, you know, very interesting to see what happens in Milwaukee. I know Craig Council is going to interview. I just don't see Council leaving Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I know he wants a pay raise. He'll get a pay raise. He'll get from $3.5 probably about $5 million. But, you know, he's a- actually talked about, you know, sitting out for a year because if he want to be around the kids. So, yeah, New York's a long way away from, uh, from Wisconsin. So we'll see what happens uh, there. Uh that's a great opening. I, I think Stephen Boat, a young manager, never you know, manages coach, is a leading candidate now in Cleveland. He's already had a second interview there. Uh in Houston with Dusty Baker leaving. You know, Joe Espada seems like he's a top candidate. Uh he interviewed for a number of positions over the years, never came close. So so we'll see what happens there. I would like to see some of these guys too, like a uh you know, over in in in, in uh in Anaheim, a Benji Gill. I mean, this guy uh, won four championships in Mexico. Led that WBC team to semifinals. He deserves that. He deserves a crack there. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens in Anaheim. I know Joe Madden's name is out there. I'm not Joe Madden. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, Buck Schulters' name is there. Uh, I, don't, I haven't heard Madden's name anywhere.
0: No, but, you know, I don't Buck think Shul- you will. Sh-
1: yeah, I can see Showalter, uh, Showalter and Anaheim. But, yeah, I would think they'd you know, hire Schilt now over over clarity just with the experience factor.
0: You know, you, you mentioned Buck, and the way Buck left New York, letting everybody know that, you know, he really didn't have as much to do with the lineup as you thought. Do you think that'll hurt him down the road, or does he have to be on the same page with the GM to trust him as Buck Showalter, very experienced Major League Baseball manager?
1: Well, I think the uh, – I think it does hurt to agree. I think what hurts Buck more it's just the uh you know he gets involved in more than managing. So I think if you're a uh a GM that's not, you know, self-assured and confident, in everything else, that you know, you know, uh, you know, Buck may be intimidated to them. So I don't think Perry Manasian, you know, his dad's very close to Buck, from the Texas Ranger days, I don't think he'd be intimidated, but I could see, you know, I could see others. And I think this could be it for for Buck. I think if he doesn't get his angel job, you know, that could be it for him. It says here that Graybar is a distributor. Yeah, we support electrical and data comm projects all over the country. So you can get me the products I need where and when I need them. Yeah, thanks to our National Logistics Network. Any industry? Yeah. Construction, industrial plants, schools, hospitals. So you could say Graybar is much more than a distributor. Yeah, you could say that. When you need a hand powering, connecting, or maintaining your operations, join the thousands of professionals who rely on Graybar to help keep them up and running. Yeah, Graybar does that.
0: Hey, you know, um, we have a World Series in front of us. I'll get you a pick on that, but also... When this World Series is over, do you anticipate the the free agent market booming early compared to late, considering there isn't as much talent out there as maybe we've seen in the past?
1: You know, I think it will still be late. Uh, I think you know, people will be asking for a high price, everything else, and the clubs are going to uh, sit back. The one thing I heard in the free agent market is I a lot of those free agents were bust this past winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these guys did not turn out. So I think, you know, and teams are looking at, you know, like a uh, like the Diamondbacks uh, in these teams. The Marlins made it. The you know Reds almost did. Like, wait a minute now. I don't have to spend $250, dollars million to get in the playoffs. Uh, you know, as you see, just get in the playoffs. You don't have to spend money for a 100-win team. Just spend money to get an 85-win team and get in.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think teams might be a little bit more reserved as far as saying, you know what, if we just stay close early, we can go out and find a bat or maybe find an R uh, that might be available, and we'll have a better idea of what the market's going to look like after we watch some pictures for a couple, three months. That may be the route to go as well because we saw Arizona kind of load up. Philadelphia didn't need to load up. I thought they were the team to beat. Uh, they just ran to a hot team. And then when you think about Houston, you know, they kind of did the same thing. They, they knew who they were. You know, when you look at Texas, they said, hey, you know what, we need some help, and they went out and got it. And, and it got him to the World Series. So I think there's a couple of different approaches, uh, but I think you're going to see more teams become more patient in, compared to pushing the panic button and, and perhaps overpaying and looking at each other saying, who thought this was a good idea?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, and you're right. Like uh, the trade deadline, you get a guy for a half price. Look at Dimebacks, their most expensive guy is Gatel Marte, $11.5 million. Their most expensive guy is Madsen Bumgarner, who they released in April uh about 24 million dollars so yeah I, I I think teams will say you know the star power doesn't always win the, the Padres are proof of that the Mets are proof of that I think that the Mets and Padres with the way at the end achieved you know really set that free agent market back
0: what are you hearing on the Cardinals uh Yadier Molina's name keeps resurfacing about being part of the coaching staff what are you hearing on the big front
1: yeah, I mean, it sounds like Yadi's going to be offering a job the way you know the way he's talking about it. So, it'll be interesting. You know, curious too, just because of that last season when he left the team for a few days and upset a lot of people. You know, to go see the uh, his basketball team in Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, let, let's see if he's fully committed to this. Uh, if he is, you know, you, you got to have a guy like that in your staff because with all that knowledge, and everything else, and then the whole thing is just predicated on. You know, the relationship between him and Ali Marmal, uh, Ali Marmal's going to have a lot of trust in him, you know, to, to, to have him on that staff.
0: Yeah, you know, Bob, it's a good point you make about commitment. Uh, you, you're around these coaches and you know what kind of work they put in. This is not a, a normal eight to five job and uh, it can take its toll on you if you're not fully committed to it. And, and having some real responsibility. I mean, you know, that's the other thing. You, you have to make sure the job description truly fits what you're capable of doing. And I imagine that's probably one of the things they're talking about now.
1: Yeah, I think it might. You know, I mean, you should know when these coaches come in. Maybe he doesn't. And these coaches are coming in 1130 in the morning, you know, and uh, you know they're doing soft talks and stuff at, at noon. I remember when George Brett became the interim uh, hitting coach with the Royals years ago. He said he was absolutely miserable. He goes, yeah. I, can, I don't kind of relate to the players. I can relate to the coaches. He goes, it's unbelievable, you know, how, how early these guys are in doing soft toss. We used to you know, roll in on the on the bus at 4, 430, you know, jump out there, and your, your BP was uh, 10 minutes, and you're ready to go for the game. It's, it's just completely different now.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you can go back to Barry Bonds who kind of ran into that same situation when he was in Miami. You know, once you see all the things that go into it uh, it's it's not as as enticing as one might think, especially when they say, Oh, we don't pay you player money anymore. We pay you coaching money. So it, there's a lot of things that go into it. That I think everybody needs to take into account.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's players a uh, minimum size, about 800,000 and you know, if you're lucky, you're going to get about 150000 you know, as a as a young coach. And uh, no, it's a uh, completely night and day. I mean, the managers are already making what they what they should, let alone the coaches. But yeah, it's a it's a huge, huge commitment. And uh, if Yari does it, I, I would think the only reason he's doing it is to pave the way to be a manager one day.
0: Well, I think you're right about that. Uh, speaking of managers, Dusty has not officially said that he's done, but he's he's said it to enough people that this was his last year, um, you, you're you very close to him, and you know him as well as I do. Uh, a, this game is going to miss him. B, what do you think he'll do? Do you think he'll stay in the game and just not uh, have a lineup card in his hand? Because, you know, he's into a lot of different things. Uh, I just – I don't know what it would be like not to have him around the game, though.
1: No, he'll definitely stay in the game. Uh, he wants to be like a you know, an advisor, but advisor with some input. Yeah. Uh, for probably a, a West Coast team. You know, joining the, uh, you know, if if it's not the if it's not the Giants, you know, the the Angels, the Padres, something like that, uh, he wants input. You know, sometimes it gets it gets frustrating when the front office wants to do the lineups and stuff like that. I Even New York, yeah, that wasn't happening in Houston, but they sure wanted to do it. And uh, it's the same reason Bruce Bochy left San Francisco, saying, "Hey, I'm not going to put up with this." So, uh, but no, he'll he'll still be a part of the game, and I think you know. He should have, you know, 30 teams wanting to have him in their front office. But his preference is to be in the West Coast where he can do his own schedule, go see his son, Darren, who's in AAA with the Washington Nationals. You know, play as often as he
0: wants. All right, Bob, before we get out of here, World Series, Texas, uh, Arizona, who do you like and why? i will go
1: with Texas just with, this, with the star power in that lineup. Uh, you know, I, I saw the Dimebacks. Do it, and you just wonder how long that lasts. I mean, that bullpen has been un- unbelievable, and it was a bullpen that was just in shambles for uh most of the season. uh I- I'll go with Texas, you know. Bruce Boche's got it going. The thing is about Texas, you know, they never won in franchise history. uh You know, in, in St. Louis, everybody's so excited about, you know, 2011, the David Freeze game, and all that. That's still such a heartbreak for the Rangers. Uh, what was it, Mike? One strike away, twice. Yeah, think, one strike without... away.
0: Hey, Nelson Cruz plays a fly ball the way he should have. They'd have the championship. He yeah, is, one huh? pitch. And so, yeah, we just say, yeah, yeah
1: heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking for the Rangers. So <laughs> this kind of came out of nowhere, and this team was dead and buried too. I mean, in uh, September eighth, I think there were three games behind the Astros, two and a half behind Seattle. Garcia had just gone on the uh, you know injury list. Uh, so, uh, it, it's amazing what they've done. It's amazing what Garcia has done. I mean, that, that's a tremendous story. I mean, everybody talks about St. Louis giving up on him. Well, the Rangers did too. They did yeah. it for assignment and nobody, wa- nobody wanted them. So all, all 30 teams miss out on this guy.
0: Hey, final question for you. Um, you know, I think some of the awards are already determined as far as MVP and things of that nature. Who's the general manager of the year? Who's the executive of the year? Because there's some interesting guys. When you look at Chris Young and what he's able to do, you look at what Hazen's done in Arizona. Uh, Kim Ng should get some votes as well. Uh, and by the way, where do you think she'll end up? Yeah,
1: first I think it'll be Michael Elias. Uh, I think he's going to win in Baltimore. Just mm-hmm. put, you know, you win yeah. you win 100, 100 games with a uh, small payroll, so I, I think it goes to him. Remember now, that vote's done at the re- in the regular season, not postseason. So I think he wins it. Uh, May's interesting. I mean, uh, interesting she didn't want to go to Boston. You know, New York, you know, that'd be the number two person. But in Boston, you're number two person, too, because Alex Cora, the manager, has actually got the most pull. He's got more pull than any manager in the game. Uh, it's kind of fascinating, fascinating to see. So I don't know where she ends up. I think she'll get hired in some front office, and she'll probably make more salary-wise. In making and Miami, but you know, terrible optics for uh, Miami. You know, no matter what the reason was, you can't take all the glory and accolades for hiring the first woman GM, and then try to quietly fire her and say, "Oh, no, it wasn't right." You can't. It can't work both ways.
0: No, I agree. Bob Nightingale is always great to visit with you. This has been another installment of Good Nightingale, and I'm sure we'll talk during the World Series, sir. Enjoy it in your own backyard I- too. You're gonna love that truck. Yeah. <laughs> you just travel over ahead since since I was in St. Louis at 11. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. He's Bob Nightingale. I'm Mike Claiborne. This has been another installment of Good Nightingale on Clavesonline.com. Hi
1: everybody, I'm Peter Munganass with Munganass St. Louis Acura. Here to talk to you today about some benefits of Acura's certified pre-owned program. After passing a 182-point multi-point inspection. Acura backs all of our certified pre owned cars with a six year 100,000 mile limited warranty and a seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Munganass St. Louis Acura has new inventory arriving daily. Come on into Munganass St. Louis Acura today, meet our award winning team, and find that perfect certified pre owned Acura for you.